0: This is Jack Gottlieb with the LD Transformation Podcast, where business leaders share their advice. It's five questions in nine minutes because talent development needs to create value and generate results quickly that balance immediate needs and long-term transformation. So let's get to it. In a few sentences, please tell us who you are and what you do. Well, my name is Rahul Karan
1: Sharma, and I'm the vice president of uh, Colabra Group of Companies based in Washington, D.C. metro
0: area. Excellent. What is your primary value and deliverables just overall as a VP there?
1: So my primary uh, value is to build confident uh, individuals and make sure that they are able to be successful in their career.
0: I love that. What would you say the best thing is about being in learning and development today?
1: So with the rapid evaluation of uh, learning technologies happening, I do believe that LND is right now in the driver's seat, guiding our internal stakeholders and organization towards the thriving in the digital economy.
0: That's a great point. What would you say as a result that kind of shapes in respect of how we need to be thinking about where we are today and how that kind of shapes what a lot of executives say will continue to be dramatic shifts going forward? How do you see things shifting? evolving based on that?
1: Sure. So uh, I have noticed in the past uh, the expectations from L&D professionals was more of a coordinator and still in some of the organization that exist. But uh, I think we are, with the integration of the technologies that is happening, we need to be adaptive to the remote and flexible learning. And there will be an increased emphasis on the outcome, the outcome which can be measured with the organizational results. So more focus on the outcome, training outcome, uh, and the how it uh, impacts the growth of the organization.
0: What's an example of that, that you're either quote unquote doing and or driving for now, or in your own organization, you wanna be able to transform as kind of the, that key DNA that usually to outcome results based. And that means more partnership than just the development itself. What's an example of that going on today or that you need to see going forward today in your strategy?
1: Sure. So one of the example is the uh, attrition percentage. So if we are able to reduce the attrition percentage, that definitely will improve the bottom line of the organization. And, And two, what we have noticed that the first six months are very critical for any individual. And we need to work together with the business to ensure that they get success early Rather than later, because yep. the early success gives them the momentum to stay on and stick on with the organization.
0: It's a great point, right? Because we often look at whether it's transformation, overarching, organizational wide, right? For the benefit of market, customer trends, or needs, or opportunities, whether that be hyper growth, we're reimagining, or, or, we, need to, we need to exercise a turnaround, whatever that might be. Those early wins, not just great development, why do you think that's so key to have so that it is more of a agile design of we're learning, we're immersing, we're applying, we're integrating, we're getting results, and that's feeding our journey beyond just great learning and development. Why are those immediate wins and milestones all the way to the impact of the business key to thread throughout?
1: So one of the prime reason is the patience. Uh, the today's generation has very less patience. And when they do not see the success coming in, they just uh, sign off and yeah. they become that, those quite uh, employed, quite quitters. So it's very, very important for us to build that confidence in them that this role is for them and they can see uh, it successfully. Uh, early wins are important for that perspective.
0: Love that. I love that. What strategic guidance advice would you share with other, you know, learning and development, talent development role, you know, in different kind of pockets and circles, some it's through HR, some it's talent development, right? It's a very inclusive, it's still very focused space. What advice would you share to those that are embarking on this in, in those different verticals?
1: So I would share about the uh, thing that we did during the COVID year. Uh, we were awarded as the uh, best uh, team to work for in the company and what we did was primarily when we get any request we get the request from leaders and we just execute the programs based on the request from the leaders we did a 360 degree approach uh, we connected with the learners we connected with the leaders and we try to we build the program which is uh, aligning the needs of both the audience and that became a very successful program So, my request to our talent leaders would be don't just focus on the needs that you get from the leaders because leaders will give you the needs from a future perspective, whereas the learners' needs are more from today's perspective. And we need to blend it. Otherwise, it will not be as meaningful as
0: it should be. What would you say is a key discipline to balance the intersection between the needs of the learner, whether that be frontline? all the way up to executive leader, depending upon what word is that we're, we're designing, right? What is key by which to manage the intersection of those that are today and the leaders that are kind of driving that for those folks tomorrow? How does one like operationalize that from your perspective?
1: So one is the regular connect. Uh, so we need to be connected with the employees as well as our leadership on a regular basis, not a one-off connection. We need to really know what we are teaching, what we are training them on, how it's getting executed. Because most of us, we are not from the field. We are from the L&D fraternity. And it is so important for us to know what is working and what is not. So my recommendation would be to stay connected with our learners as well as as leaders to know the uh, aspect from both the worlds.
0: So I hear you saying is we, we need where strategy, capability, deliverables, priorities, and immediate needs of the business. So strategy being long-term, whatever that means, capability sits in between, and then here's our deliverables. And we need to create very intentional, I'm hearing you say, tell me if I'm right, pragmatic conversations that are helping to centralize all of that. So it's not, we're talking about the learning programs, we're talking about the learning journey, we're talking about competency modeling, we're talking about their development plan. And now we got to talk about the got to find a pockets where those can exercise time and space together. So it Absolutely. really helps to enrich a value chain versus just a workflow of learning, development and readiness to how are we driving the business so that there's some central moments consistently, but smartly, not all the time, but not infrequent that can help kind of be a magnet. I'm hearing you say kind of a thread. I
1: think we also need to focus more on the skills, future life skills not specifically on the technology or the process or the leadership, but the life skills, which could be more on how to build their personal brand, how to be more uh, you know, assertive, how to have that mindset. Uh, mindset coaching is very, very important. Critical thinking. So we need to align our, our programs in such a way that we are teaching them life skills, which without any change that is happening, these skills would be very, very beneficial for our employees.
0: I think it's a phenomenal point, right? Because that can be translated to the business. But when we translate to value, they can use both ways. We're engaging a a workforce and human beings that overarching, especially over the past few years, but this is just wholly important no matter what, we're creating value for them because we value them. But of course, we can still translate and activate that at the same time to the business, but we've got to make sure there are life skills beyond just the technical functional part. And I like the examples you gave. I think those are very timely and needed and not just assume that people have that. I think that was great. Mm -hmm. Last last question for you. What would you say are the one to two mindsets or critical skills that are needed for L&D, talent executive, and leaders like yourself to drive this new world and then drive this progression, especially... The narrative that you've kind of given today.
1: Yeah, I think we need to have a service-oriented mindset. Uh, many a times I have seen we have our own way of thinking, our own way of working, and we sometimes unable to understand from where the business is coming. I need. I, I would say that we need to be more listener rather than be prepared to give answers uh, and think through, and then go back to our business stakeholders with a plan of action. Rather than saying, no, this cannot be done, or this is too time consuming, or this is very expensive. So that would be one thing I would say that we need to be more in a service oriented. We are in a service oriented uh, business or, you know, a a team where customer service is the most important. Uh, and And the mindset has to be more solution oriented. Yes, if my client would be having a solution, probably they would not come to me. So they are coming to us with a problem for which they don't have a solution. And I should not be creating problems for them, uh, creating nuances for them. I should be creating solution for them. So we should be solution-oriented as a Lindy professional.
0: I love that. I love that. It was an absolute pleasure having you on. I think the value insights and the kind of the way in which you narrated that, I think is so key for people to be able to pick up and apply and really rethink or just start to think about, what they need to do. So it was excellent. This is Jack Golly with the L&D Transformation Podcast. For more insights and ideas, you can go right to our uh, entire kind of hub where we have all three seasons, over 90 episodes. You can also find a further discussion on LinkedIn, but also see the audio version of this on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon. Raul, thank you so much. Thank you.